Hi, my name is Deborah Ogden and I would like to welcome you to this third season of On Brand With. The idea behind this podcast has always been to bring you into my world of personal brand and impact and hopefully bring it to life through the experiences and stories of me and my guests. One of the things I've learned over the years is that we all have a story to tell and over the coming episodes I'll be chatting to some more people that I know and admire and some that I don't know and I'll be asking them to share their stories and how they use their personal brands to really make an impact. We'll be exploring what best practice looks like in the real world. So let's begin. Today's guest is Alistair Strawn, founder of Paladin Marketing Agency in Huddersfield. Now, I've talked to some great agency owners over the last few months, and I love that each conversation has been very different, which, of course, is what personal brand is all about. The businesses may look similar on paper, but it's the people behind them which make them all unique and stand out in their own way. And Al is no exception. In this conversation, we travel from Huddersfield to Dubai and back again, and we cover many topics. Al has had experience overseas, but he's got a wide experience with some huge brands such as Emirates, and he's worked in sport. Now, one small caveat on this episode, the sound quality may not be as good as you've come to expect from On Brand With, and I apologise it's down to me pressing the wrong button and therefore it was recorded using the wrong microphones so it just doesn't sound quite as rich as it often does I've had a refresher course from Mr Short my producer to ensure it doesn't happen again so my apologies hands up it's my fault but I hope you still enjoy the conversation So I'm sat here today with Alistair Strawn and um, well it's a special day isn't it Alistair? It is indeed yes yeah, yeah. two years to the day since uh, we incorporated Paladin Marketing. I uh, don't necessarily consider this to be the birthday as such but um, uh, yeah it was incorporated two years ago today so, so yeah. Congratulations so Without having to do too much maths, that meant you set up a business at a rather challenging time, surely. Yeah, I mean, we, definitely, yeah. I mean, it was a, an interesting time. I, I get asked quite, quite often, you know, how was the pandemic for you? You know, when you meet somebody after a while, you know, how was the pandemic been, been for you? And turbulent, uh, very turbulent, uh, as it has been for everybody. But I think my mine was slightly differently turbulent to, to everybody else. Um, made the decision to go out on my own uh, to set up a, a business pre-pandemic uh, had the discussion with with the wife uh, and we've got three children so a lot to consider Big decision, yeah, yeah that, that, that's it um, and it was something that we agreed would be the right thing uh, to do and that the timing was right um, and spoke to a few people uh, that are, whose uh, opinion I trust and value uh, and they said yeah it's never going to be a good time but it's never going to be a bad time so we made the decision that's what we're going to do and then obviously and the world kind of fell apart around us and had the same conversation again uh, with my wife and uh, we agreed that actually um, 
she, she asked me whether I was confident that I could do it or not and I said that I absolutely was and she said well fine that, that's that's enough for me um, so so yeah he, here we are kind of two, two years later and um, yeah I've been it's been a, a, a bit of a wild ride um, things have changed and pivoted in, in how I operate and how I think things uh, operate from from a paladin point of view mm. uh, but but yeah it's been uh, really really enjoyable and, and, and I think you know, building something that, that has been a success has been uh, something that I've always wanted to do. So you said there that, that wonderful word pivot and you know, so many of us have had to pivot, haven't we, over the pandemic and I certainly feel that at the time it was a, a tough decision to have to make those changes but reflecting back I'm so glad my hand was forced on those changes but are the changes that you've made perhaps in the way you show up the way you are as a as a leader um, changes that you made in the path of the business that you look back now and say thank goodness for that yeah definitely I, mean, I think one of the first ones was me uh, when I set up originally it was a, as a consultant um, and then uh, there is uh, I think a, still a, a perception of what a consultant is, a marketing consultant, what, what that is and what that means within within Huddersfield. Um, one of the big decisions was actually setting up within Huddersfield, where was I going to set up business? We, um, because I came from an agency in Leeds, I've worked uh, you know, in some of the big, you know, big agencies across the world, I've worked mm-hmm. in, in Dubai and uh, in Abu Dhabi and, and things like that. Uh, for some for some big brands, and it was you know where where can I uh, best um, I guess use my services to to help businesses, and that was really the nature of what what I wanted to do. And where did, where is the opportunity as well? And and I thought that you know being from Huddersfield, I was aware of what was going on in Huddersfield, and I knew how competitive it was in Leeds. Mm-hmm. So actually, yeah, I thought Huddersfield is is the right place for for me to set up Paladin initially. You know, it's equidistant really between Manchester and Leeds, and, and if we can build up a big enough reputation within Huddersfield, helping Huddersfield businesses, people will naturally come to to us um, based on our reputation, and that was how how I kind of um, envisaged it all all working. Um, and as a consultant, I was hoping that that was that was going to be the case, but um, as I said, when looking at Huddersfield and looking at some of the how some of the I guess the perception of what a marketing consultant is in Huddersfield um, there's some question marks over what that that is and what they do and I think they're considered perhaps to be a bit more of a of a, a talker rather than a doer and a lot of businesses around here need doers um, which is what you know we I do what we do now as um, as, as, a, as a marketing agency um, and I also did a lot of research onto search volumes for 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 things like marketing consultant, so how many people are actually searching for a marketing consultant within the area that I thought I, I could cover, uh, and there were that many uh, compared to things like marketing agencies. Uh, I think naturally people will put in things like you know digital marketing agency or brand marketing agency into into Google, and I thought well actually if I'm not there then I'm never going to be found. Um, so I, I thought okay well I'll, I'll then pivot and, and become become a marketing agency. Um, so that that's that was a journey that that, that I kind of uh, kind of went on from from a from a, a paladin point of view, but from a personal point of view, it was very much a case of I guess one of the the, the, the challenges I think for, for for me has has been um, going from being a, a marketer because that's that's what I was. I mean, I, I, my background is kind of PR and communications. 
uh, I'm, I now really consider myself to be a bit of a, of a brand strategist, which is another word really for saying a bit of a generalist really. You know, I can go into a business and tell them what they need to do to be successful from, from, from marketing. But I've had to do loads of other things or become loads of other things as part of that journey. Um, from a salesman, um, it, you know, to a business owner, to an employer, um, and all of that has has required a whole new set of skills that I've had to learn, kind of on, on the job. Um, but has been a, a really kind of great ride to go on. Um, some of the challenges that I thought have I haven't had in terms of, thankfully, recruiting. Uh, I've been really lucky, fortunate with the people that I've I've, I've recruited. Um, so so yeah, it's been it's been an, an interesting an interesting ride. Funnily enough, actually, one of the, one of my clients said to me the other day, I'm, "We've got a brand discussion." Funnily enough, ne- next week, and he had a re- it was a really interesting conversation that we had because he said, uh, "You know, if you've got so much budget, because I was saying, look, you need to sort your brand out first. It's the bedrock, really, of all your marketing." And 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 he said to me, "Well, um, if you've got so much budget, why do I need to put that amount into brand? Why wouldn't I just put the whole amount?" into marketing and I thought you know it's a really great 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 question and he said to me well, you know one salesman to another and I, and I thought I'm, I'm not a salesman I'm not then I thought well actually I am a salesman and it was such a but I never nobody had ever kind of confronted me with that uh, as a as, as a thing before so yeah it's been a really interesting really interesting journey yeah and, and that's interesting isn't it how we define ourselves yeah absolutely because absolutely. I think so many business owners fall into sales because it's what we have to do and we do on a regular basis and people quite often challenge me on this um on sales you know I say I'm not I'm not I sort of shy away from sales and I'm all about building relationships but actually isn't that one of the best ways of selling yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so something you just said there and I should disclose here that uh, I've known Al a long time because of your work at Huddersfield Town many years ago and I did a similar role at Old Trafford Cricket Ground so always had an understanding of your role there but also uh, I know you've worked closely with my husband who's a, a journalist over the years and I think one of the things about that role um, in media relations is that flexibility and that open-mindedness and that ability to pivot and that never knowing what's around the corner and do you think that that role has held you in good stead for where you are now? Yeah definitely I think uh, I've done a number of different kind of communications roles for a number of different organisations but I kind of cut my professional teeth if you like at, at Huddersfield Town and had a couple of great people I worked for there um, who helped me, um, I guess, understand more than football. Because, uh, you know, I understood football as a, as a game. Um, and that's really how I, I got into it. Um, I was kind of writing websites and doing match reports and stuff. And when you're a young person straight out of university, it's, it's a dream. You know, it's an absolute godsend to just go and watch football and write about it it was it was amazing but as you know as you get older and you, you want a little bit more um you, you take on a lot more responsibility so it came you know there was bits of uh there's more to do with the commercialization or the commerciality really of, of of what football is and and it was sean jarvis at the time who was a commercial director who really i think spotted in 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 me that the fact that I, it wasn't just um 
it wasn't just sport, it was uh, marketing that I actually had a propensity and, and, a, and a marketing bent, really. And he helped, helped me understand that actually that, that there was a whole world of, of, of a whole commercial world outside just just the sporting world. Uh, and I think that that journey uh, really helped. I mean, it was there seven years and and I was thinking this morning, actually, about this conversation and and it's funny because obviously football is seasonal but it's almost like your job renews every year because mm-hmm. I, I, I often look back and think you know was it there kind of too long really um, but I wasn't because I not change any of it for the world mm-hmm. but it just I think you just get lost in uh, in the world of football because it because it, it's just it just goes in the blink of an eye and it feels like I was there three years four years maybe but I was there almost twice as long as that Um but it's because it just refreshes itself and it's like you've got you know new ambitions and loads of new stuff to look forward to uh, you know, new players new people to talk to new ideas um, and yeah it was just it was it was a great um, education I think for me from, from for so many for so many reasons and um, I think the reason that I left was because it, I'd reached my time I'd done my time there and it was a conscious decision because I'd just had my first child and um it was something where I thought, well, actually, I need to spread my wings now. And if I don't do it now, then I'll be there for uh, forever, probably. Yeah. Um, so it was just something that I, I kind of needed to do, really. And are you somebody who... Because those are brave decisions, aren't they, sometimes? And are you... Because you say it could be the dream job that you could have stayed in forever. Um, but are you somebody that consciously steps back and says okay where am I going next you know what what's the plan yes absolutely yeah I am absolutely that I think that's probably one of my um vices really uh, is the fact that I am super analytical about me as a person I think I'm I'm super self-aware probably too self-aware at times almost to the point of me perhaps uh delaying on committing to certain things until I've analysed every option to death um, but it's kind of stood me in, in, in good stead really I think for, from from that point of view uh, which is why I mean, it's strange because I'm early 40s and I'm, I'm just setting up an agency you know and, and is it you know I think the perception is that it's a bit of a young person's thing to do you know you look at some of the, ag- the young agencies that are out there now and the ones that are growing but um so, so yeah, but I am I am the type of person that will that will sit down and I will think about okay, well, will you know who are you? What are you doing? What's the plan next? And I think innately I've always had this this ambition to um, to do paladin. Really, mm-hmm. um, it's almost as a it almost feels like this is what I was kind of here to do, or you know, set set up to do, and that everything that I've done up to now has led me to to this to this place. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, with Huddersfield Town as an example, yeah, I sat down and thought, okay, well, is it, it the time is now? We just uh, um, been unsuccessful in our in our bid for promotion when we got we got beat at Old Trafford by, by Peterborough, and and it, it just mm-hmm. felt like like the time was right. And I think everybody at Huddersfield Town would say the time was wrong <laughs> because Dean had just come in. Uh, you know, had a, a good good relationship with Dean, and, and the club was definitely on the up and has proved that over the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, since I left, I don't know if there's a correlation there, a correlation there or not. Uh, but um, so, so yeah, it, it, you're right. Well, it was a brave decision, but one that I felt like I had to do. Yeah, 
And I do think that football, I mean, we've talked many times on this podcast about how sport is a great analogy in business, but I do think football and football fans and brand have a, a, an amazing synergy in that buying into your football club is the ultimate brand in some ways, isn't it? And we were talking off air about uh, the possibility of Premier League next year and playoffs and virtually the different, we were talking about different football clubs and how they approach it and we were virtually talking in brand as we, the words that we were using and the characteristics and uh, yeah, I, I find that fascinating. Yeah, I, you're absolutely right. I mean, um, it's almost, football clubs are almost like the, the, the ultimate brands, if you like, in terms of, uh, I think any brand would like that type of emotional connection with with its customers loyalty as yeah, well yeah exactly exactly um so so yeah i mean football is is a is a law unto itself obviously in a, in any industry sport is 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 a is a it completely different to obviously manufacturing professional mm. services all, all of that stuff um but but yeah i mean it's 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 emotional it's, it's loyalty it's it's all of that and yeah i think most brands would love to be able to to foster that type of um that relationship with its with its customers, and so somebody who has openly said you're very self-aware, you're very analytical, you measure. I mean, I find that fascinating around the fact that you've looked at, you know, who searches for management uh, marketing consultant. So, how do you marry that with brand for me? And I'm the other end of the scale is all about the emotion and the uh, relationship. How do you marry those two when it comes to yourself, but also the agency? Yeah, I think naturally, I think it's, I'm, I'm quite a creative person and, and a lot of the campaigns that, a lot of, a lot of the uh, creative output from the agency comes from, from me and in previous agencies it has as well mainly from a because uh, you've got obviously words and pictures you know the, the form the basis really of your campaign that's kind of the strength of the creativity really and I was always the words guy and had some really good creative directors that I've worked with to do to do the other side of that um, so that that's kind of you know your, your um, kind of the brand bit of, of, of me if you like but I've always been super analytical so I've always looked at the reasons for doing something as well so you've got the creative emotional side of it but I've always looked for a reason for doing stuff you know uh, like the Huddersfield Town's a good example because it's kind of heart heart and head and it's like you know do, do you do you want to stay well yes I'd like to but actually is it the best thing for you to move on and do something else absolutely it is and you, then you've got to make a, de- make a decision um, and it's very similar to how Paladin operates um um, at a kind of a more kind of macro level, um, we talk a lot about brand marketing and measurement. That's actually our, our our strap line. So you've got kind of the brand emotional side of that. So that's basically your traditional marketing, mm-hmm. which is you know you've got your brand, you do your campaigns, and then you do your traditional marketing around that, um, which can include digital marketing. So you've got your PPC, social ads, PR, all of the stuff that comes as part of that. Um, but on the other side, you've got uh, the the analysis of the success of that, the effectiveness of that, and that is just as important as the as, as the bit that that I do within the agency and and uh, my team do within the agency, um, because once you've done that, it, it, 
you need to be able to measure its success to be able to make better business decisions about that marketing. And it's not just things like, you know, click-through rate or interaction rate or conversion rates and things like that. It's profitability, it's kind of revenue, it's it's, all, it's kind of big business metrics that we look at. It's not, I mean, it obviously starts at a granular level, but actually has that, um, you know, made a significant effect uh, for the business in terms of, in terms of revenue. Um, and... It's two sides we talk about, two sides of, of the same coin. So you've got kind of brand marketing, which is kind of what I do and my team do within the agency. And then I've got uh, a data analyst um, who does that side of it, who's a very, very senior guy, ex-Google, worked at lots of big digital marketing agencies uh, called Mark Taylor. And he he does um, a lot of the kind of the PPC stuff, but he does... He does the majority of, of the an, of the analysis of the marketing for our clients and ourselves as well to enable us to identify what the opportunities are you know what what have we done because you know you can set up a marketing campaign uh, and, and 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 run it but without the data that leads you to the decisions that you've made then you don't know whether it's going to whether it's going to work or or not and even when you do that diagnosis because everything starts with a diagnosis understanding what it is that you want to achieve and and what the competition is and what, you know, what that landscape is, the market looks like and things like that. Um, even when you've got all of that and you run your campaign, you might not get everything 100%. Well, you're very, very likely not to get all of it 100% correct. So understanding what has and hasn't worked uh, and being able to then report that back to uh, the client to say, you know, this is what we did. Um, this is what we found out. Um, this is what we think you should do next. Because... What we don't do is say, here are all your analytics. You know, this is what we, you know, this is what we've done. This is what we found out. It's all about, okay, well, what, what is that actionable insight? What, so what's next? Uh, and that's that's how how we operate as, a, as an agency. I think so often in marketing, a campaign might run, and it it's perhaps wrong time, right campaign, wrong time, or there are different variables. And there's a tendency to throw everything out, but actually just by tweaking, and I suppose by having those analytics and drilling down to the finest measurement, it's a bit like going back to sport again, the David Brailsford marginal gains um, analogy of... It's about just tweaking this little bit over here, and actually, you'll get much better results. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for, for experimentation, mm. for, for for testing and learning, and we do a lot of that with our clients. That's that's our approach, uh, and that's actually probably one of the mistakes that I made early on. Is that um, I try I try to be all things to all people. And I try to do too many things, um, and and actually. Because Mark comes from an, an analysis background and, and a data experimentation background, it's you know if, if a client's got like a ten thousand pound budget, we'll take a portion of that mm. and we'll just test it and test it and then add a bit more and then test it and make sure that actually, when we do get to spending that ten thousand pounds, we know we're spending it properly. Mm. Um, so that's that's and, and 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 it was a kind of a new thing for me, and that's really something that Mark's Mark's brought into the brought brought into the agency because I'm very much from a creative point of view. Like, <laughs> let's just do everything, you know. Like, yeah. here's some big ideas. Let's get on with it, and yeah. you know. And so, so it's been an interesting balance, and and that's what I said earlier that I've been kind of fortunate with recruitment is that, um, obviously, I've, I've read a lot about 
how to make a business successful uh, and look for advice in various various places. And one of the key bits of advice would find find good people that do what you don't do, and, and find people that do things better than you do. And and he just he just brought a completely different perspective, really, than, than in any other place that that I've worked. He's he's much more. Um, uh, I mean, I thought I was analytical. <laughs> you know, he he is he is super analytical. Yeah. So there's something that you've said there that sort of raises it makes my heart beat a little bit faster because I always say I'm, I'm a recovering perfectionist and perfectionism over the years has held me back at times and certainly starting a business but when you are having to be visible and which is all my business is built around then perfectionism can really hold you back and, and result in procrastination it sounds like there may be tendencies of that in you as well from the conversation we're having. How do you manage that? You're right. I mean, I'm, I'm in terms of personal branding and in terms of, of committing to things, I mean, I, I think it's, it's really, it's easy for me. I, the, the analogy I always use, it's easy to, to mark somebody else's work. <laughs> and for, I guess from a practical point of view, it's easy to, to change somebody else's press release. Mm. Because I can, I can read what somebody's written and I can make things better, but it's easy to do that. What's hard is to actually get the ideas down in the first place. Um, and, and that's part of what I, I guess, suffer from. You know, again, I'm a, I'm, I would put myself in that cat and I like it. I will use that. And I am a recovering yeah. perfectionist as well. I think I, I'll overanalyze things and, I'll, and I will um, probably just think, well, we know we need a plan. We need to get everything mapped out before we start doing that. When actually, sometimes it's just better just to take a quick picture and say, right, you know, Let's go. yeah, exactly, and and and, and do that. Um, but it's easier to do that for clients. It's much easier because that's that's you can go into a business and you can identify um, opportunity and look at things that could you know need could do with improvement and, and things that are you know fantastic within that business that you can then amplify. Um, it's much easier to go in and mark somebody else's work, I think, than it, than it is to do it yourself. And, and that was something that I, I, that took me a long time <clears throat> with Paladin mm-hmm. as well, to actually um, know what brand we had um, because of the, the kind of pivot that I did um, and because of my nature as <clears throat> um, probably, not, not so much a perfectionist, but as a generalist, mm-hmm. somebody... Because I consider myself a, a, a marketer that knows a lot about marketing, but I'm not an, an SEO expert. I am not a PPC mm-hmm. expert, and, and I can do a lot of things, and I can do a lot of things well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was okay. Well, what are we going to do then? You know, what things are we going to focus on? Um, and because you're in a startup mode and you're willing to grab pretty much anything that, that that's out there, it was a case of okay. Well, uh, yeah, I can do that. Oh yeah, yeah, I can do that. Oh yeah, I'll do that for you. And 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 ninety nine percent of the time, I, I, I can I can do that. Uh, but because of that, the brand itself lacked definition, mm-hmm. um, and which is the worst thing for a brand. You know, as, as a brand specialist, you know, yeah. it's something that that you know. I, I looked at it myself. Thought, well, this is this is just just wrong. It needs a lot of a lot of work. So we spent a bit of time, Mark and I, talking about it um, about how we were going to talk about what we do and I don't think what we do is particularly different to, to a lot of big agencies certainly in Leeds but I think it's a, quite different to what people do do in Huddersfield 
Um, and we, we've, we've certainly found that having talked to a lot of businesses within within Huddersfield and, and the wider area yeah. as well, uh, the fact that it's, it is a bit, it's not just about putting a press release out there. It's not about getting some advertising out there. It's, it's, yeah, it's actually understanding, well, what, what, why are you doing that? Yeah. And what would the result of that, that be? Uh, you know, if you want to get people through to your website, what, you know, is your website set up to convert anybody? And, and we've had that conversation a lot with people where it's a case of, well, we would love to do some marketing for you, but we can't really do anything until you've got your website out, sorted out because they've got an incumbent agency and it's been built as a brochure website. It might be five years old. It needs a lot of work. We're not going to take your money and spend it getting people there when it's not geared up yeah um so we've, we've done a lot of, of of kind of education i think as, as part of um as part of what we do as well yeah and that again comes back to that building relationships and the longevity of a relationship doesn't it rather than that quick fix so we'll come in and run a marketing campaign because even before you have the website then you need to have clarity of your brand and your values and purpose and how you want to be seen in the world and position, don't you? Yeah, that, that, that's it. That's it. And, and like I said, it took us a long time to to do that. We spent it was really at the beginning of this year, so it's only really been properly crafted in my in my mind um, for us to do, I guess, outbound kind of marketing to, to go and speak to people cold, if you like, yeah. where people where we can tell a, a kind of a cohesive story about what Paladin is and how we can help people. It's really only been the beginning of this year, and, and part of the driver for that was the relationship that we've now got with Huddersfield Town, mm. um, because we're the commercial insight partner of the club. Um, so when we're going out to people called, um, there needs to be a, like a, a, a story there about you know what we can do and how, how we can help people. Before that, because um, obviously that relationship would put us in the shop window. Uh, before that, it was you know, our new business. Um, Function was was me getting on the phone to, to people I've known before um, a few people re- recommending us and a, a few inbound stuff as well. But it was it was predominantly me driving and still is really kind of me dri- me driving all of that. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been an interesting challenge, Paladin. Much more difficult than I thought it would be to, to craft that because obviously that's that's what I do professionally. So, but trying to do that to, you know, for yourself yeah. is, yeah, it's, it's been quite difficult. So you've said something quite interesting there. So, um, as I say, I've, I've known you, we don't know each other well, but known of you um, for so long. So your personal brand, have you had to manage that? Is that something you consciously worked on beforehand? Because you were obviously well known in sport, and not just at, at the football club, you've had big roles in big organisations, how did that fit with you coming into as a leader, as setting up a business? How's that evolved? Um, I think, I think it's it's been easier. I think than 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 I thought it would be. I think my personality is is such that. Um, I like to um, to help people, and and I think that I hopefully anyway mm-hmm. that people think well of me as a person, mm-hmm. and for me that's not a false thing. I'm not I'm not trying to be nice to people. I don't have to try to be nice to people. I just like talking to people, and I think because 
I think some of it has come with maturity as well. I think the fact that you know we we will only work with people and benefit now by having grown you know over the last two years that we will only work with people that we get on with and that we that, and that share the same values. Early days, it's okay. Well, I'll work with you. We'll try and you know because you'll take you'll take whatever comes along. But um, but first thing we say is, well, you know, I'll, I'll come down. We'll have a chat and we'll see if there's a good fit. And if there isn't, then then, then we'll walk away and we, we won't, irrespective of how of how big big that client is. Um, but in terms of, of of us, I mean, it's something that I say when I, when I when I do brand work for clients, particularly B two B SMEs, particularly the uh, the brand has to be reflective of the leadership and the people within the business. They have to be able to see themselves within the brand that we as an agency create for them. And, and it's the same with, with Paladin, mm-hmm. is that, you know, you, brand is all about the perception that you create in somebody's, in somebody's mind, uh, which I think is why personal brand is, is obviously, obviously so important. Um, but I think as long as you are doing the right thing uh, and being right with people, then, um, then it should come easily. As long as that, that, that isn't for you as a, a business leader, a forced thing, then, then things should come easily. And, 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 it, and it, isn't, it isn't for us. Um, Mark, Mark's the same, you know, and, and so is Alex. You know, we're, we're quite nice people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're easy to get on with. We're, e- we're easy to talk to. Um, it's when we always say that I'll go in, when we speak to people, I'll go in and give them the paladin bit. Mark will go in and give them the, uh, the analysis bit and then Alex will go in and give them the human bit because <laughs> he, he'll just go and talk to them like a, you know, like a human being. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, not, it's not something that I've had to work particularly hard at really, um, is creating that, the, the, the paladin personality because it, it is just reflective of, of, mm. of us and, and, and the staff here and something that comes naturally I was I was in London um, lost track of my days last week last Monday and uh, working with some accountants essentially an insolvency business in the city and I've been brought in on two days business development training and one of the chaps put his hand up and said but Deborah, I don't know where to start and, and how do I do this and what do I do? And I said, forget the do, just be. It's mm. about how you be and it's about how you show up. And I think you've illustrated that there, that sometimes um, there's this misconception that it's, okay, what do I need to do? What What's my strategy? And yes, there is some management of that, and how you harness that to build visibility and profile but actually so much personal branding and brand actually as as an extension of that is just how you show up and how you communicate Mm -hmm. and treat people and people's experience of you in the world 100% I mean that that is probably the biggest challenge that that we faced as an agency in in the early days and it wasn't something that I really recognised until recently what we found is that um, we win when we can get in a room with people, and it wasn't something that I had ever really noticed until until things started opening back up. And we did a lot of meetings on Zoom and, and things like that. But what? But there is definitely uh, I don't know whether this is, I'm sure it's a psychological thing, uh, but it's almost your, your experience of someone is is a is a lasting one when you meet them face to face and. 
and you just don't get that over Zoom, even though you, you know, even even though there is a, um, you know, you are effectively seeing people face to face. There just isn't that emotional connection there, mm. and it's not it's not necessarily just about about reading people or reading their mannerisms being face to face. It's it's you know, you you'll, I'm sure you'll have been in meetings where you'll have thought about that meeting and that person later in that day, and I've never done that at the end of a Zoom call. You just head down you get back on with what with what what you've done and what we found is that when we get in front of people and we can talk to people and we can explain what what we do then generally people say sounds great just come in and and, and have a chat to us and which is why we entered into the relationship with with Huddersfield Town mm-hmm. because we needed to open up a few more businesses uh, and get ourselves not just from a branding point of view but you know start talking to a few businesses and we've joined a lot of networking events as well mm-hmm. And I'm not, uh, I'm not a serial network. I've never really been that 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 person. I've never thought of myself as that person. But but I do I do enjoy it. I do go out. I do enjoy going out and and, and, mm-hmm. and seeing people and, and meeting people. And and another thing that, that that we've we've decided to do as part of, um, um, as part of that that drive, if you like that that strategy to get to get out a bit more. Well, I'm going to be judging the uh, business of the month at the Smith business of the month. But part of that is is just to obviously meet other businesses. But part of that is is to offer our marketing services to the businesses that are coming through, because um, there's a few fairly embryonic, mm-hmm. more embryonic even than, than than those businesses that have come through that really have done really really well, but not perhaps sure which way to turn from a marketing point of view. And and that's just something that is it's free service effectively. Here's some of my marketing advice do with that what you want if you want us to do it that's absolutely fine but it, it's not about that it's about helping businesses uh, kind of within Huddersfield and, and we do a lot of that kind of pro bono type, type stuff with, with businesses as well because it's just about reputation and these, I've had people ring me up just saying I've got this what can I do with this and mm-hmm. and you know, I've just become a non-exec of, of Huddersfield Business Improvement District as well um, just because I feel that as a person as a Huddersfield resident that I want to try and get the town back to where I feel it should be and anything that I can do to help that which is again one of the reasons why I set up in in, in Huddersfield it was obviously the opportunity here with businesses but obviously as as part of the being a Huddersfield resident I wanted to do as much as I could to to try and uh, for, the, for the town as much as anything. Yeah and it, we all you know football again but everybody benefits on the back of that success isn't it and it's that truly collaborative approach and it's interesting you're saying about networking there so I'm often asked about networking and again it's a bit like the the branding you know how do I go out there and network and what event should I go to and I do think some of the best networking isn't necessarily formal networking, it's looking for those opportunities to connect with people mm. and that isn't always over a glass of wine and a dried up sandwich in a, you know, a, a meeting room, it's about recognising those opportunities to have a coffee with somebody or have a conversation which I think was so missed mm. during during lockdown. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's it. It was something that 
like I said, it wasn't something that I realised that we were missing as part of as part of our strategy. I mean, there's a brilliant book. I mean, if, if there are any agency owners listening, then there's a there's a great book called Agency Dynamics, which is just about basically how you how you grow an agency. But it's from a group of people that, that grow agencies as as, as part of their uh, offering. But it but it breaks down um, revenue per new business strategy in. in from networking to public speaking, personal branding, all of that stuff, and, it, and it's actually really, really, really interesting. And that was something that I thought actually, you know, we do need to um, to, to look at networking. And then once we did it, um, it was it was like, wow, this is you know, it, I mean, it sounds like you know, some 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 that we should you know, it's, it's obviously not a new thing. It's something that that we should have probably been doing doing all along. But yeah, we found it really, really useful. business brand that you're actually a collection of all those experiences that you've been through and a lot of the work I do now is with lawyers I, I, it's no coincidence I trained as a lawyer and even though I didn't deliberately go down that path organically that is what has happened because you have experiences you have mutual understanding you create connections and for me that getting in the room with people that you hinted at it's about, you know, what do you call it, energy, I don't know, it's about the feeling they get, that kinetic connection that you get with people, that you can't bottle, can you? So that sort of sits within networking, it sits within collaboration, it sits within relationships, but it's sort of the oil that makes it all go round. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think and that, that's it, I mean, that, that's ultimately, ultimately what, what brand is in, in the mind of the, the, the prospect or the customer or whatever, it's, it's a collection of experiences of that, yeah. that brand. And, and it's, the same with, it's the same with people. Um, you know, if, if you have, you know, you might be a great person, but if, if you've wronged somebody and they have a conversation, then, you know, it's, it, it's one of those. But I think thankfully, um, the, you know, the time that, that I had at Huddersfield Town was, was great. And, and thankfully, I came, I came out of it what, was what appears to be a, 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 decent, a, a decent reputation. Uh, and because of that, and because of where we are located, it was a natural thing for me to be able to ring people up that, that I've known in the past and uh, to help me get the agency off, off the ground. And, and I was really, uh, I guess, pleasantly surprised, really, that, that so many people remembered me and did think so, so highly. It sounds like I'm blowing smoke up my bum here. But, but you, yeah, but, it, but it, was, it, was, it was great. It was really kind of heartwarming, really. Um, and, and I think, like I said before, you know, we actually started the podcast. That's really, the, in the early days, what I built, I built the agency on. And I think partly as well, because professionally I know the power of sports marketing and I understand the power of being in a commercial relationship with a, with a football club and give, given that I know Huddersfield Town and how it works, mm-hmm. essentially, obviously there's, there's lots of changes now, but um, it, it, it made sense for me to be able to do that because the, the key things about doing any, any sports, well, any partnership really, but particularly sports partnership is, is being able to activate it, mm-hmm. being able to make the most of it. Um, it's not just a question of here. Here's all the money. Put my uh, brand around your advertising boards. You need to be able to activate it. Um, we've got a really interesting thing going on at the moment. Um, activating our um, sponsorship. Um, we're working with a, a local designer 
um, who has created a, a poster, commemorative poster for this season. Uh, it was Alex, my colleague, who came up with the idea, and, and we've we've basically done a take on the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood okay. film poster and called it Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But the, the guy I'm working with, the designer I'm working with, I've known his dad for for a while, but he, he's a young kid. He's 14 years old. Wow. It's like and, and the, the quality of what what he's what he's done and. It, Hopefully everybody will see it. All Huddersfield Town fans will we'll, we'll see it. We'll see it soon. Um, but part of that was was really just building this this lad's reputation up as well because uh, his work is 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 phenomenal. But what I really enjoyed about or like about this, him is called Kesham. Um, is is a self starter. He he learnt, he types off. Photoshop and how to do the designing on YouTube on his own was something that he wanted to do. He's massively into basketball, so he does lots of basketball uh, p- um, f- uh, players, mm. uh, and does, so, so he, I mean, and he's a phenomenal talent. And for me, this, this isn't, it's, it's about activating Paladin's sponsorship, but on the ta- at the bottom, there's us, and then there, there is him because it's obviously it's only right to, to give him uh, the, the credit that he, he deserves and. But what a great opportunity for him, and what you know, you're using, and you know, you've said you you've got three children, but the opportunities there and the platform that you are for him to springboard, but also somebody who is a self self can't even say it self starter to have that you know work with people like yourselves to accelerate his progress. Yeah, yeah, that that's it, and. And that's how we try to operate the agency. Really, it's you know anybody who wants to come in and, and you know just get a bit of free advice or or just wants to or need, need some help or you know mm-hmm. fully fully enough. One one of the first questions that people use, usually ask is is what does Paladin mean? I was coming on to that. Yeah. Is it Greek? And it's not. It, so it's 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 French. Okay. Um, but the Paladins were were, were knights. In, okay. So, so there were French knights, but they they. Roam around the countryside, uh, fighting uh, for for honor. Um, they, so they would find a good cause to fight for. They wouldn't do it for for fame or or money. They do it for the cause because it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Now that as an analogy, I absolutely loved it mm-hmm. because it was basically these people that were using their skills for the benefit of other people. And I thought there's a great analogy here for us as as a team of senior marketers to help businesses and their cause for whatever it is that they want to achieve, whatever their objectives are. So I thought that that's, yeah, like I said, that that's a, a great analogy and, and that's where Paladin kind of, kind of came from really. So the name actually really does encapsulate the whole brand. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and that was important because obviously when you're choosing a name, fully enough actually, that was, I don't mean, I've, I've said it, it took a long time to establish the brand or what the brand is and what it meant, but Paladin was one of the first things that I ever, I ever hit on. And that's probably absolutely core. Um, so one of the things I just wanted to ask you, so you, you talked about Dubai as well. So how does that fit into this journey? Because I sort of feel, having had the conversation we've had, that nothing's accidental here. And I just wonder how working out in Dubai has how that was, but how that's impacted on you and your work. Yeah, uh, Dubai was was interesting. I mean, for anybody who's who's ever been, um, it, it's a, it's an you know, it's an incredible place. Um, 
and I had a three and a bit great great years there in terms of uh, education and, and experience and I actually went out there to do uh, I was working with Emirates Airline out there in, but in sports so they've got a big sevens tournament out there so I, I was doing all the, the communications and marketing for that it was a short term term contract and um what a brand to work with. Them. I, I know, I know. They're one of those that are up there, aren't they? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and from that point of view, you know, going from Huddersfield Town to working with, with Emirates Airline, you know, it was a completely. It, it was great because it, it, it was it was comfortable. We won't see it on the shirts anytime soon. <laughs> no, it's funny actually because my, my my youngest plays rugby down at um, down at Huddersfield Rugby uh, Union Club, but. He he still wears the Dubai kits that we bought for my eldest son when 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 we were out there. So, um, but yeah, I'm not sure that uh, yeah I don't, I don't know if Emirates would be interested in sponsoring Huddersfield Town or not. But <laughs> they do plenty, don't they? So they do, they do. I've got a, a secret Arsenal fan as well as a Huddersfield Town fan, so we're used to the Emirates branding. Yeah, so so it was it, it was great because it was it was comfortable because I knew sport and I knew the marketing and things like that. But obviously, working for a brand like Emirates was completely different. Um, and then that was a short-term contract. Um, it was about six months, uh, and then after that, I met a couple of guys who were uh, ran a, a PR agency out there, and, and I kind of, who did a lot of sports PR as well. So I ended up uh, doing a lot of work for them, and then worked for a big sports agency uh, out, out there as well. So I did kind of three or four di- different roles, but I had some incredible experiences um, with. Uh, Chad Leclerc, gold medal swimmer, Ernie Els, lots of personalities out there, mm-hmm. Kevin Keegan, lots of football personalities and, and other sports personalities, but, but working on things like the Abu Dhabi F- F1. And there's a really cool project that we did called the Abu Dhabi Solar Challenge, which was um, uh, lots of the top universities from around the world build solar cars mm-hmm. and brought them to Abu Dhabi and, and, mm-hmm. and race, them around, uh, race them around Abu Dhabi. So it was all the experience was was unbelievable. You know, it was, it was incredible. Um, but what it did is it, it really broadened my brand horizons out because working from Huddersfield, working in Huddersfield, the Huddersfield towns, it's a bit like a you know a goldfish bowl really. Um, so going from that to Dubai was was a bit of a, a bit of a shock really to, to the system, but. Um, it would be a true culture shock in some ways. Yeah, that, that's it. I think culture is right. Uh, professional, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, as, as well as as well as getting a boy out of Yorkshire, <laughs> the green and pleasant land, and dumping him in, in in the desert. And that was one of the challenges that I did find because it is spectacular. But there's obviously nothing particularly organic about it. Uh, nothing particularly picturesque about it. Um, but you know, a great place to to, to live and work. Um, and it was there for three years, but I'd had, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd done my time there, uh, and then then came back and yeah, started working at an agency in Leeds when I when I got back and was there for about five years before before I set Paladin up. So so yeah, it's been a, an interesting journey. You just touched on something there that um, something that I find fascinating and, and talk with my my membership clients about a lot is those limits that we put on ourselves and. I think that's a, a, a fabulous observation that going to somewhere like Dubai, it, it just broadens your horizons and setting up your own business with that viewpoint rather than the viewpoint of the Yorkshire boy from however many years at Huddersfield Town, 
you've probably got a very different vision now. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean that that is is what we talk to people about. Mm. Um, we we've got a completely different view on on marketing and on branding and than than I think a lot of other agencies um, uh, that we can. So, so our, our thing is that we, we've got big brand experience and we've got big ideas and we know what, what not just what good looks like, but what excellent looks like. We know what that should be. And that's what we try and strive for, for all our clients. I mean, you know, there's people talk about brand awareness and, mm-hmm. and things like that, but there are different levels to that. You know, we, we always say to clients, it's not about awareness. We don't want people to know who you are. You know, you might know who Starbucks is but never ever go there for a coffee you know we want people to think of you when they want a coffee you know you you know you mentioned you know just earlier I went for a coffee you didn't say I went for a coffee and that's the type of brand salience that we want for all for all our clients and it's even beyond that there's fame we you know, say to clients you know, we, we, we need to aim for fame that's what we want to do we want to make your brand famous because we know what famous brands look like and operate like and obviously it's not at the you know international billion dollar level you know it's a bit kind of more more micro than that but it's just applying those those principles to it you can have the same aspirations can't absolutely you? right and okay goes back to um you know this field town the the thing that um and again we talked off mic about david wagner but the thing that i took from his era that i'll never forget is the way he talked about being extraordinary. He didn't say extraordinary, he used to call it extraordinary. And when I'm talking to people about the way they show up, you know, that, that ability is in us all to be extraordinary, but you need that vision to realise that, you know, and it, it sounds cliche, but, you know, you said earlier about you building a rocket ship. Mm-hmm. we put these limits on ourselves don't we so often and for you to be able to take those blinkers off for your clients must be incredible yeah I I think that I think that's it I think it's one of our clients at the moment we've just done a big campaign for them and they are they have got a traditional uh, market base and we're here to broaden that out Mm -hmm. and we've we've come up with this campaign uh, but we know to fully achieve what it is that we think that they can achieve, it's going to be the step-by-step process. So, and, and, and it's got to be done in the right, the right way. I mean, um, yes, we can come and we can show them what the future looks like and we can show them what, what excellent looks like and, and you need the roadmap to get there. Um, but you're right, I think the benefit is, is that you know, we, we can go in and we can, we can talk. We've lived it. I mean, both Mark and I have, have lived exactly what, what excellent is or should and should look like and, and can hopefully apply that to, to a lot of the businesses that we work with. So you've talked about aim for fame. What does fame look like for Paladin? Uh, I think what, what we would like to do is, is grow the agency, uh, the agency's reputation. We'd like to stay in Huddersfield We've got no ambitions to, to go to Leeds or, or Manchester. Uh, I mean, never say never. Uh, or Dubai. Oh, yeah, or, or Dubai, exactly. Exactly. I've still got some good connections out there. So again, ne- ne- never say never. But, um, but you know, a lot of our clients are in Leeds 
uh, and a lot of our clients are in, are, are in London as well. Uh, certainly our biggest clients are, are, are in London. Um, and that is fine with us. You know, we're, we're really comfortable and actually prefer the fact that we are a Huddersfield-based agency um, with a reputation to be able to handle virtually any brief from big international briefs to it could be um, you know a local professional services client or, or, or whatever it might be a local accountant or something like that um, you know we're, we're happy about that and, and what, what I want to do is build up a, 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 an agency with a reputation that for, for just for doing excellent work for doing effective marketing and, and for doing excellent work I think from a personal point of view I think it's, it, it, I'd like people just to say how how uh, good we are but how, what it sounds a bit twee really but but what nice people we are as well that, that actually you know people trust us to do to do the job um, and that that again was one of the challenges that, that we found during the pandemic because not being able to get in front of people and being a new agency uh, trust was obviously such a big thing at that point anyway mm. um, so yeah I, th- I think that, that that's where I'd like to be uh, you know, I don't have any turnover expectations I don't have any growth in terms of you know uh, employee uh, numbers that, that I'm working towards but I think just being able to uh, have a, an agency with a, with a strong reputation for doing good effective marketing that's, that's what I'd like for Paladin so, so- I suppose a final thought from me, one of the things I talk about so much is an impact, is that to have real impact, to have gravitas, to have charisma, it's about that balance between trust, but also having the credibility as well. And the thing that's come out for me in this conversation is that relationship, the trust, the creativity, it's been built on that experience that that true trust but it's absolutely backed up by the measurement that's it that's it my everything you said at the beginning there is 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 mean that that that's what i do uh, but we we absolutely believe that how how do you measure success you know it's already saying you know, this is what we want to do but okay well how do you know when you've got there and and what is the the effect of that and what are you going to do about it you know what 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 does that mean how, how are you then going to put that back into into the cycle to do to do more effective marketing and make make your business stronger over over time uh, because you know marketing is is the growth engine of of any business and and it's fundamental to to the success of a business and um that's the journey that that we're on with our clients it's about the longevity and growth together with with the businesses that we work with um so so yeah that's 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 what we're looking forward to really that's what the future holds i guess for us and hopefully our clients as well thank you for sharing that today i've really enjoyed the conversation thank you thanks deborah hope you've enjoyed today's conversation and I'd love you to join in the conversation as well. The best way to do that is through social media and I can be found at Instagram and Twitter at do underscore impact. If you'd like to sign up for my newsletter or learn more about my monthly membership, The Impact Club, please visit the website at deborahogden.com.
you've enjoyed this episode of On Brand With, I would so appreciate it if you would rate, review and subscribe to help other people know we exist. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to On Brand With. It was hosted by Deborah Ogden and produced by me, Anthony Short. This has been an A Short Stories production.